Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Hope you're having a great day and I hope you've had a great week. Uh, this morning is, is just uh, Paul and myself. Not just. Let me rephrase that. This is Paul and me here this morning. Isn't that great? Well, I was just thinking about before we started, you know, there's always going to be one bull guy and one good-looking person that seems like it's uh, they're going to be here on a Sunday. Yes. Last Sunday, there was one bull guy and one good-looking person, <laughs> and this morning, it's another bull guy and a good-looking person, so it's, uh, it's oh, a great morning. Great compliments are just going to get you everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I have no idea where I was going to go with that, because that, that compliment has just floored me. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. But I was due, mate. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So we've been speaking. Uh, Paul and I have been talking about um, just sharing our thoughts with each other this week about Matthew 13. So if you've got a Bible, grab it, open it up. Um, oh, by the way, an- announcements. I should be the announcement person as well. Um, we're in lockdown. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, um, obviously, we have some some news that's that's coming as far as the state government is uh, has, has a roadmap for for removing us from lockdown. So, um, once we have some firm things where we're going with that, we're gonna um, we're gonna let you know. We're gonna give you a let you know. Don't worry. We will tell you. Get here. This Sunday is going to be the Sunday where we can meet together. So I hope you'll have your boots on and ready for that. Uh, be listening out. Don't forget to be in touch with each other. Keep talking. Uh, keep speaking the word of God. Keep uplifting each other. Keep encouraging each other. Uh, and don't start those conversations. Don't, don't keep those conversations going. You know the conversations I'm talking about. I mean, those ones. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can contact us on info at riveredge.church. It's going to come up on the screen. Jesse, good work. Excellent. Right there. You can be in touch with us. Uh, if you need anything, if you've got any praise reports or any prayer requests, chuck them on there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you are in our thoughts and in our prayers. We hope everyone's going well. Awesome. So Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, it Matthew is. Matthew 13. Yeah. Jesus is speaking uh, a lot here about the agriculture, so that's why you're here, because you're you. a specialist in such areas. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm. Mm. The more I learn, the, more, the less I know. <laughs> that's why we got you here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Um so Matthew 13, we're talking um, primarily about um, when Jesus talks about the, um, the tares and the t- tares, 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 you know, the weeds. Let's call them weeds. Uh, and, and obviously, if you've read that before, um, you'll know it speaks about, oh, we'll read a bit of that as we go, but it um, speaks about weeds uh, and, and Jesus refers to it as being a, a, um, a parable for the end times, but it's also for, I mean, it feels like we're in the end times as well, too, doesn't it? But it's for right now. It's for us, and it's and and I I I know that scripture can be applied in so many areas of our lives in so many different ways. So that's what we're going to express. Here that's today. right. That's right. Go for All it. Right, let's read it. Yeah, Matthew thirteen twenty four to thirty is uh, where we'd like to start off with this morning. Um, Jesus told them another parable: the kingdom of heaven is like. I always like the the way it starts. Yeah, you know, when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like, is when you should start paying attention because yeah. he has a revelation coming. Oh, yeah, get ready. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in the field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat that guy. and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, 
Then the weeds also appeared. Mm. The owner's servants came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in the field? Where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. Mm. The servants asked him, Do you want us to pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, yeah. you may also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them into bundles to be mm. burnt. Then gather the wheat and bring them into my barn. So one of the things that, that really stood out to me here is that Jesus always spoke in parables for two different reasons. There was always a, you know, if you look at the crowd of people that, that always surrounded Jesus, yeah. there were always wanting, those wanting to entrap him. Yeah. And always those who wanted to receive enlightenment. Hmm. Um, so he started. He started really changing the, the the way that he was was bringing sermons and and teaching people. Yeah. For that reason, he started speaking in parables, <laughs> because it keeps on saying that if you have ears, yeah. let you let them hear. Yeah. And and Jesus did that. He he suddenly started speaking these parables because those who were willing to listen. Yeah. And and find something out of this. That's good. He, they would actually be the ones that grab hold of this. But the guys that wanted to entrap him always wanted to find something wrong with what he said. They couldn't find something wrong with what he was saying because yeah. it didn't make sense to them. <laughs> and doesn't that just happen in life? Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so I always looked at this, and, I, and you know, one of the first things I, I, I came across when I looked at this is you know, the, the Jews were waiting for the Messiah to come. So when Jesus appeared on the scene and said, I am the Messiah, they're like, Yes, the Messiah's come. He's going to, you know, Lord, look at all these Romans. Look at what they've been doing to us. They've, they've, they've got us in lockdown. They've, they've just really been treating us badly. You know, we're enslaved. You know, we, we, we're oppressed. Father, just smoke these fools. Yes. You know, we, we, yeah. We, they, and then suddenly yeah. they turn around and it's like, um, okay, so, so, Jesus, where, where's your army? How are you going to do this? Yeah. Where's your army, Lord? How are you going to meet my expectation in this? But Jesus came to teach. He didn't come to fight. He came to teach us what heaven looks like and what the principles of heaven look like. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome just to, to just start by realizing that, that he was here to tell us what heaven looks like. Yeah, stop and think about that for a second. So, so obviously we find ourselves in a, in, a, in a time in this world, any scripture we grab can be pertinent to us, but at the moment we feel, I feel like we... we in a lot of areas of life, we have choices uh, where we're like, do we go this way? Do we go that way? And and the reason why this verse jumped out at me so much was was we, you know, we can be either getting to the point of like, where where am I going? And making our steps or getting confused. Uh, and it's often not about, am I making the right choice or the wrong choice? It's about, I don't even have my eyes set on the right thing here. Um and the, the servants go to the master. I, I love that because that's what we're doing here this morning. We're just, we're just going to the master like, okay, yeah. God. And, and I hope you are too at home. Uh, let's just go to the master and, and listen to what he has to say to us, to each of us, to you and to me. And uh, please, by the way, could you just uh, acknowledge the fact that we, we are hearing this as well from the first time. So we're not coming to you from a position of authority as far as like, oh, we have heard from God and here is the word. No, it's... Um, this, we just heard this first, um, and it's really impacting us uh, as, as far as what God wants to say to us right now in this moment. So I hope you're listening. Yeah. And if you're not, just 
Yeah. Switch it in. We're good. Let's dial it in. That's um, good. And and just be aware of what what God is saying. So they went to the master. Um, and I was speaking to to someone, and they were talking about um, you know decisions they're making in life at the moment, and you know A or B, which one do I choose? And 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 getting caught in the the contest of wills um, with the current world at the moment and what they want to do, and 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 it stuck in the contest. And and they said, you know, what, I think I just need to you know fix my eyes on Jesus. Yes. Um, that that song's in my head, fixing my eyes on Jesus, and that's that's. To me, this this verse talks all about that. Uh, should master, should we can be concerned about these weeds which have now presented themselves? Mm, yeah. uh, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff here. What do we do? Do we rip out the bad stuff? And and I love it how the master says, "No, don't don't be focused on that. Let's be focused on what's the right thing at the moment. Um, let them both grow together, and I'll sort them out. Yeah, when the time's yeah, right. That's right." <laughs> How good is that? Like, so in times of instability, um, it, it helps us focus on what is stable and what, what is important, and keeping our perspective right in in the in the moment. Not about it's not always about A and B, um, even though that's a big question. Uh, it, it's about keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, you know, the author and perfecter of our faith, the, the one who started things and who will end things. And, and the one who is the most important in our lives is going to reveal what is most important and, and how, we can, how we can move forward. Mm. That's so true. You know, um, Jesus wanted us to understand that the kingdom has arrived, mm. but not fully. Yeah. Um, you, know, you and I were discussing this this morning just, just briefly it. about, um, and I, I think an example that I can use with, that relates to this is, you know, growing up in, in the then Rhodesia, yeah. there was a, a, a full-on war happening at that stage. Wow. And um, if, if you on a, a lived in a farming community and you wanted to go to town, you had to call and arrange this way ahead of time because there was a, a military convoy that, wow. that you had to follow um, with vehicles in front and back with all, you know, all geared up with guns and everything else. <laughs> Wow. So that you don't get ambushed along the way by, by terrorists. So, you know, you would arrange and there sometimes be, you know, 30, 40, 50 cars in a row that will head into town yeah. um, as part of this convoy. Um, and when wow. the convoy pulls into town, they would radio and say the convoy has arrived. Mm. But if you were number 50 car in the back, you potentially don't even see the town yet. You hadn't arrived. So, but the convoy has arrived, oh. but, but you not yet. So I think that sometimes relates to what, what heaven is. You know, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven has arrived, but our perspective of the kingdom of heaven hasn't quite arrived yet. We haven't got that enlightenment yet. We don't yeah. fully understand what this all means. So, you know, um, that's why I wanted to, I looked at this and said, you know, we are talking about wheat and we are talking about weeds yeah. in this parable. You know, this is what the God speaks about. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to look at during this, you know, just in this parable of, of what does this all mean, to, mean yeah. about. Um, there's only two things. There's wheat or weeds. Yep. Which means there's you either for him or against him. There's no middle ground to yeah. this. There's no area where you think, you know, I, I want to be gluten-free. 
Well, yes, gluten-free <laughs> potentially. You know, physically you can be gluten-free, but spiritually you yeah. cannot be gluten-free. No. You, you are wheat or weeds. Yes. You have to pick where you are. I also then went and looked at, at weeds. Then, oh, not the weeds. I'm sorry. The wheat itself. Yeah. Um, there are 20 different varieties of wheat within seven categories of species. So, so seven there species. are seven species, and within those seven species, there wow. are 20 different varieties of wheat. Right. Some wheat are planted in areas that are hot and dry, some are, that are cold and wet, some in, in, in a high altitude, some in low altitudes. Th there's wheat that grows in all these areas, but they're still wheat. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change. Um, oh. Now, just the same, there are so many different types of churches around. You know, we've got the Anglicans, we've got the Baptists, we've got ourselves that, that we call ourselves Pentecostal. We, we, you know, there are so many different churches, but we're yeah. all wheat. Yes. Um, so what makes us wheat is the fact that primarily our doctrine that is, that is pivotal to all of us is the fact that Jesus sent, mm. well, God sent Jesus, the Son, to die on the cross for us. Yeah. He was raised on the third day. Yeah. Come on. And he reigns in heaven. Yeah. That, that is the, f the primary doctrine that makes us Christian. Yeah. There's nothing else that goes about that. Mm -hmm. Then there are secondary issues that yeah. we face in life. Now, these secondary issues could be issues that we don't fully agree on. Mm -hmm. And even within churches, we don't fully agree on things like this. True. Yeah. So you and I can go and have a cup of coffee and we can discuss a, a topic. And, you know, what my opinion is on, on what I perceive the Scripture is saying and what your opinion is, what you perceive, mm. might be two different opinions. Yeah. Um, however, sometimes we find that Christians go and, and um, want to now publicly discuss these things. Mm. You know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or something else, you would post your opinion on there um, based on what you think is right which is such a confrontational thing to others that don't believe quite, that they don't quite agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And we find ourselves that, that now on a public forum, Christians start fighting amongst each other about what they think is right and what they think is wrong, which is a secondary issue. Yeah. However, when we do that, um, it's, it's now wheat fighting against wheat. Yeah. It's not, you know, you know, Jesus says in the scripture that, that by this they will be known that they love one another. That's not how it would look in that scenario you just explained. We're not known by our love for each other. No, that's right. Um, if we are honest with ourselves, none of us fully understand what, what heaven looks like. None of us fully understand Scripture. No. You could have been a theologian for, for 30 years and have an aspect of what you think you understand Mm. But not even that is 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 is, you know, fullness. is the fullness of it. No. No. Um, you know, so I often joke about it and think, I want to once we get up to heaven one day, you know, if, if there's going to be a, on Judgment Day, it's going to be like, like Jesus is going to be standing there in the front and saying, right, right, okay. So all you guys that said something about women in ministry, you know, right, right, ah, uh -uh, you got that <laughs> wrong. And you know, all you guys that think about you know this topic, eh, you got that wrong. Yeah, better speaking to keep it speaking in tongues. Keep it generous. Which one of you got speaking in tongues right? Eh. <laughs> you got that wrong. And which one is it, A or B? 
Yes. Oh, you're both wrong. Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, <laughs> who thought I was coming soon? Eh, you all got that wrong. Nobody knows. You know? I agree with you. Like, there, there feels like, yeah, God, God has his perspective, which is completely correct. And, and we'll be, oh, wow, really? There's more than what I thought? Yes. There's that? Oh, and no doubt. Paul talks about that, not just you, but Paul in the Bible speaks about, you know, I will know as I'm known. You know, I only see now through a through dirty glass or blurry glass. I can only see a portion of it. I only see part of it. But there is there is a fullness that I don't understand until I'm standing face to face with Jesus. That's exactly then right. I'm gonna get it. So we joke about that. Yeah. But there there is anyone who spends time in scripture reading a scripture more than once. Um, you realize there is way more to this than what I'm seeing with my eyes. That's for sure. It's not just these words, but there is there is way more to this. Um, what is it? We don't read the word. The word reads us. That Steve McCracken made that statement. Yep. You know, it, it, it gives a reflection of God and, and an aspect of God we don't see and we can read. And, and that's just amazing. Uh, it is phenomenal. I mean, um, and that brings me to the next thing is, is that, you know, we... What, what I've encountered in my life and, and what I felt the Holy Spirit has taught us in life might be at a different level, and I don't mean level as in, as in you know, level height-wise, more important or less important. Yeah. It's just that you know, I've found enlightenment through the time I've spent with the Lord. Yeah. What I have done in the past is look down on people that are not at that same level because they have not experienced that Holy, the Holy Spirit in that same way. You know, as Christians, we're called to love our pastors and our leaders, and to to you know, um, they are in authority. Submit under them, yeah. and you know, if you look at that, um, I've I've seen like these big churches with with pastors that are on on these big platforms, they they all get criticised, mm. and if you look at who's criticising them, it's often the people in the church that's criticising them wow. because of a a difference of opinion, a secondary issue. You know, secondary issue that they now do, and you know, I look at some of these guys that 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 really lead people. People that lead others will conf- will be confrontational mm. because you cannot lead properly without being confrontational. Yep. Because there will always be the people that that agree and always be the people that don't agree. Yeah, yeah. But we all wheat. Oh. And yep. I want to be the first one this morning. To publicly say, I I, I apologise if, if there's anything that I've done, you know, just even since being here, where you know Steve Carley, where sometimes I think that maybe there's stuff that you probably could have done differently or should have said differently or or a different place that you could have been, and and you guys, I mean, you guys are such awesome leaders, but there's sometimes that I feel that that, that things could have been done differently because of the way I look at it. I don't quite understand where you are in this. And instead of honoring you guys for this, you know, I I come across as sometimes being a being arrogant and and being um somebody that, that thinks they know it all. Um, you know, even like our worship team, I, you know, Callum, you leading the team, it's I'm, I want to honor you guys. Um, you know, I come from a place where where I've spent so much time leading others in worship. And I've I've seen stuff and I've experienced stuff and 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 I'd love to teach that, but then sometimes I look at at where we are at and I, and I get frustrated because it's not where 
where I think we should be. Yeah. But I want to I want to honestly repent about that this morning because we are all wheat. We we are n- there's no different levels in wheat. Mm. You know, um, I honestly want to say that that we have to keep ourselves to a higher level. That we have to rise to that level where where the secondary issues of life is not what what keeps us apart. We, we should love one another, support one another, yeah. Yeah, um, well. because we often then start complaining, and the first thing we start doing is talking to other people about this. It's like, oh, did you see what they were doing? And um, and I'm the first one to say this morning that that I've done that. And and just this week, I mean, this has been the, probably the most confrontational scripture that I've had to deal with. Since I've started really studying scripture, wow! Because I, I said to you this morning that there were there were times during this 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 preparing this that I was laughing. There was times during this that I was crying. There was times that I was frustrated. There was times that I was angry because the Holy Spirit kept on saying, "But this is what you're doing. And this is what you're doing." And just you know, just I, I just check in my spirit that that aren't you doing this? Um, you know, so. This morning, this morning is, a, is is honestly an encouragement for all of us. Um, you know that that we have to watch what comes out of our mouths. Um, yeah, um, that's so cool. I uh, it doesn't show. It doesn't talk about the wheat fighting against each other in this. It doesn't talk about even the good wheat fighting against the bad wheat. It talks. Like further in the in the parable, um, when the disciples come to Jesus later and they say, "When is this? Tell us, tell us more about this. Tell us the real, like the deeper meaning. We, we think we've got it, but could you just explain this to us more?" And he says that. Um, so this is in verse thirty-seven. He said, "The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels." As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out his kingdom, out of his kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. I think it's um, it's it's so good that that God that Jesus is saying um. I'm going to take care of things. You know, all these secondary issues, they'll be taken care of. Like the, the primary issues taken care of and also the secondary issues. You know, it's, it'll all be separated. It'll yeah, all be sorted. So true. It will all be taken care of at the end of the time, at the end of the age, and not just by us. We're talking about by him and the angels. It, it's sorted and taken care of. And that these secondary issues that we have, which seem so, yeah, important, and seem like our perspective and like what you're saying there is, is so good because we need we need to not be a, focused on the things that separate us but the things that unite us which is jesus amen amen um that's the thing that needs to unite us um keeping our eyes fixed on jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith um and that when the time is right the solution is going to come from him so when the time is right when he says this is it. So, so you can apply this in our lives, not just to the end of the age. We can apply this in our lives, like what you're doing now, to us right here and right now. We can apply that and say, when, when God says this is going to be deal, dealt with, let it be dealt with. God, have your way. Let your kingdom come, Father. Let your will be done in this. Not, not my perspective and my opinion. Mm. 
That's so true. Yeah. It's all about his kingdom after all. I mean, um, seek first his kingdom. Yeah. And all these things, yeah. plus these secondary things, yeah. will be added on. Mm. Uh, it's it's not it's not the primary thing. Um, but then we we also have to try and understand what the weeds look like. Yeah, you know, we spoke about wheat, but you know, weeds. What what are the weeds? Um, or, or who are the weeds? Um, one of the first things I wanted to mention about the weeds is I don't don't envy weeds. Um, you know, I mean I, I don't know how, how many of us have said you know, and I've done this once again. I mean this is why this is such a confrontational topic. Um, there's so many times in life that I've also looked over the fence and said, but why have they got all of that? You know, look at the new car that they're driving. Why, why can they go on all these extravagant holidays? Um, you know, yeah. why does it seem like their kids are the ones that are, they get picked for all the the teams? Um, you know, I, I'm just being honest, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think we've all done that. Yeah. Um, then you look at them and then you realize that they've got no relationship with the Lord. So, um, you know, sometimes we find that that if you look at a weed, and I've seen that some weeds growing in, in Australia that, that are actually good-looking weeds. They're, they're actually nice-looking weeds. Um, but I realize that the, the weeds also grow faster than anything else. Wow. Um, you know, the weeds use the same resources. Uh, especially if you drive down a headland of a farm yeah. where where it's it's almost like a cover crop the weeds but they use the same water they use the same fertilizer yeah. they they've got the same sunlight shining on them they've got the same weather conditions than than the wheat does mm. um so they they've got the same stuff but sometimes it just looks like they're doing better <laughs> you know, i don't know why that is but sometimes it just looks like they're doing better yeah. you know, that that guy that that gets promoted in your job and, and he hasn't even been there as long as you have. Um, you know, why why does he get promoted and not me? Um, mm -hmm. You know, but the big thing that I also do realize is that wheat does not bear fruit. The weeds don't bear fruit? Weeds don't bear fruit. That's true. A weed will always produce seed and reproduce and yeah. more more weeds, but it never does bear fruit. You know, so there's, you know, us as wheat, if you eat wheat, there's nourishment, there's, yeah. there's, there's fullness, there's, um, you know, all kinds of nutrients and everything that you get into your body that is good for you yeah. and sustains you. Yeah. And people want fruit and, and, you know, people want to eat fruit, but weeds don't bear fruit. You can't eat them. Often if you do eat them, you're going to be sick. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go down that path. And, and so they, they look, so in this story, they, they're actually, the, the two plants are looking very similar. They're yes, looking they healthy. They look, they're growing. It's not until they produce who they are and what they are that they're identified as that's a bad seed and that's a good seed. That's right. So that's come from, that, that's wheat and that is the weeds. Hmm. That's true. I mean, if you, if you guys can turn to Ephesians 2, um, just from verse 2 to 4, you know, it says here that you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, yeah. obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. Uh -huh. 
all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires of our inclin- of, uh, and inclinations of our sinful nature. Yeah. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Yeah. So, so we were all weeds at some stage yeah. in our life. We, 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 we weren't born a weed. We were all weeds. But God, love that verse too, just but God. But God is so rich in mercy that he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Yes. It is only by God's grace that you have now been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and is seated with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So our salvation in Jesus Christ transformed us from wheat from 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 we being a weed to being a wheat yes so without that transformation we would still be associating with weeds diseasey weed (laughs) (laughs) being trampled on yes sprayed (laughs) with stuff that's true so so we we shouldn't be longing for what the weeds have because we know wheat we don't we're not a weed anymore Mm -hmm. Our nature still longs for what the weeds do sometimes. They seem to do so well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they seem to do so well. Uh huh. They seem to do so well. So we, oh man, there's some great, so this is stuff that's been coming out to you in this scripture. Yeah. Sorry, you can keep going. No, 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 no. I was just saying that, 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 that this is exactly what it is. It, it, you know, there's so much in the scripture that, that just comes out of revelation and, you know, sometimes you read through it once and you realize that there's, mm-hmm. it just, it's just a nice scripture. Yep. And then you read through it twice and it's still a nice scripture. And then you read through it three times and suddenly there's something that starts happening with this. Yep. And by the time you've read through it five or ten times, you are absolutely broken because there's so much that, that scripture holds. Yeah. Um, if you actually open your ears and you listen, you open your eyes and want to see it. And and that's the great thing about God, God is still speaking. God God's not silent. God's not you know. The, Jesus is the Word, and the Word speaks. Uh, and I I was just driving around this week thinking about some of the aspects of these these verses and just chewing them over in my head. Uh, and whenever I was doing stuff, I would just think and and I I really enjoyed asking God, what does that mean? Where, where what do you mean by that? And just like the disciples came to Jesus and said, what do you mean? We have the privilege of being able to do that as well and, and being able to say, what do you mean by that, God? And he answered me every time I was asking. Uh, and I would, I would then ask, what does that mean? Because <laughs> usually there's more and there's more and, and there's more. And I don't mean that as just a phrase or a statement. It's not. Uh, it's reality for me and, I, and it is for you. And, and, and it can be for you as well if, if you... Uh, like I don't, I'm not hearing from God, or, or or the situation. You know, the field of my life it seems to be full of weeds. Uh, some good things and bad things, but I don't. I'm just so focused on the weeds. I, I can't hear. Uh, I can't. I'm distracted. Because uh, isn't that what the enemy does? You know, he he he's he's planting. It describes here. Um, Jesus said. What well, Jesus said. The master said that. This is from the enemy, and and back then the enemy would come uh, and plant seeds in the, their rivals' areas, so that they would be distracted by trying to uh, clean out the weeds. Because you know you have to keep feeding your people for your kingdom to 
to thrive. And, and so it's, it's distracting people by other stuff. So the enemy had come in and planted these seeds. And, and I feel like we're in a stage in life in our society where we get easily distracted probably have been for a while but anyway i'm seeing that more and more in aren't we in the conversations we're having they always tend to to go towards certain places i know pastor steve have been speaking about this as well and and i'm so enjoying what they have to say and and the messages that have been coming through each week has just been been right on time and and right where we need it and and isn't that true what the holy spirit does but um i'm just thinking those guys going to Jesus, going to the master, as, as Jesus explained, uh, what do we do with this? Do we, do we pull them out or do we, do we leave them in there? Um, and what you say about us, uh, weeds can turn into wheat in, in, through Jesus. You know, through, through Jesus' salvation for us, we can actually become wheat out of weeds. So don't pull out the weeds because God's got a plan for them. So we could be distracted by like, Okay, you can be so distracted in life about trying to pull up weeds uh, and, and you, all you're doing is leaving yourself with bare ground afterwards. You're actually pulling the good out with the bad and, and the potential of what you think is bad being turned good, you're just ripping it out. Um, and, and God's saying, don't, stop, stop for a sec, just stop and focus on what's important. Focus on, on me, just, just stop for a second. Uh, don't be distracted by what the enemy has placed in front of you because we have a lot to be distracted about at the moment. Uh, and there is so much saying, you know, pulling you this way or pulling you that way, saying, and we all know what that question is. Let's leave it unsaid. Um, pull you this way, pull you that way. But, but God's saying, what, what have I planned for you to do? Where is your path forward? Um, and I kept thinking about Psalm 37 this week. Uh, and Psalm 37 has got some some great stuff in there uh if if you and and through psalm 37 i, I replaced um because it talks a lot about ev- wicked people yeah. evil people yeah. you know why how long are they going to be doing this god and how long are they and and it's saying um i replaced sorry i was replacing the wicked people with just stuff that is distracting me and things that i think is not right and shouldn't be like that and how long is it and what's going to happen there and and um I just want to read a bit of Psalm 37, if that's cool. Um, So starting with verse 3, it says, Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. This is the Passion Translation. Uh, Fix your eyes, fix your heart on the promises of God, and you will dwell in the land feasting on his faithfulness. Find your delight and your true pleasure in God, Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire most. Give God the right to direct your life as you trust in him along the way, and you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Oh. Amen. Oh, hang on a second. So don't be focused on the weeds. Don't be focused on the negative or the distractions. Realign your perspective. Realign what you're looking at and say, God, um, I give you the right to direct my life. In, in fact, it's um, in verse 23 and 24, it says, The steps of a good man, the good and righteous man, are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. So that's actually God delighting in, in, man's, in the man's ways, the righteous man's ways, woman, obviously, as well, and blesses his path. And when he falls, he will not be held down because the Lord is the one who holds him in his hand and sustains him. Uh, and this is one of the verses I was asking God about all through this week. And so 
So the steps of a good man, the steps of wheat, right, are ordered and are directed and are established by the Lord. And so does that mean that God is giving you a to-do list every day of what you need to do to direct your path? Do, do you get that? No, I don't. Oh, good, because I haven't got that. <laughs> so, so you don't always know exactly what it is we need to do each day. We don't know our steps. We know we need to act justly and do what is right and follow his commands. But there's a lot in life that is in the, in the details of that, in the gray areas, in between those lines that we go, so should I choose A or B? Um, we don't have a clear answer to that. And if, God, if you ask God and he doesn't answer you, you, know, you don't get the green light or the red light. Um, sometimes you don't get anything. Then he's still going to order and establish your paths as you take those steps. Amen. Is that right? Well, sometimes he actually wants you to step out in faith. Oh, yes. Because that's what our whole Christian journey is about. Yes. It's not knowing what the next step is. It's stepping out in faith, trusting that there is something that you're going to be stepping on. You know, when Peter got out the boat, he didn't, there were no pillars or rocks or something floating on the sea that he could step on. Lily. He had his eyes on Jesus, and he stepped out of the boat oh. in faith because he wanted to, he, he had the picture of Jesus in, his, in, his, in, in view. And that's where, he, where his focus was. Uh-huh. So he couldn't care what he was doing and what he was stepping on and, and what's going to be supporting him. His eyes weren't on that. His eyes weren't on that. But the moment he took his eyes off Jesus and actually realized what's going on around him, yeah. he started sinking because faith just was, was not there anymore. Suddenly fear entered his life. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's, what's going on lately is that, you know, God needs to deal with the weeds, not us. Yeah. But but for some reason we try and deal with the weeds. You know, we get the roundup out and start spraying. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's not supposed to be like that. I just pull them out. That's yeah, yeah. Some people just shout well, it. Once again, some people like to round up something. Anyway, <laughs> let's just. Leave. But if we look at COVID, for instance, now, I mean, and if we go back to we we, we look at we're all in lockdown, right? Uh-huh. Um, there, there's sickness, there's struggles, there there is loss, there's huge losses at the moment. Um, I had to ask myself while we're preparing this, have I ever been tempted to say, God, where are you in this? God, are you, can I really trust you in this? You know, why is this happening? Why, why are so many people struggling? Why are people busy losing their jobs? Why, 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 God, why? And I don't think I'm the only one that asks that. Um, you know, John the Baptist, which was Jesus' cousin, was, was in jail, and, and he asked that question. He said, you know, Lord, are you really the one? Yeah. Are you really the Messiah? Yeah. Or should I be looking for somebody else? Um, so, if that is the case, we then have to go back to what Scripture shows us. Yeah. Because what the devil came and did with Adam and Eve is just say, is he really mm-hmm. the one? Is he really the one that you think he is? Yeah. And that shift there was enough to derail them. So we have to be so mindful about what we think of and what we say so that we don't fall into that same trap. We are wheat, not weeds. We have to be so careful in, in, in questioning God, or is this really, or are you really the one? Are you really the Messiah? Mm-hmm. Because that's not a step of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I look at at at, at um at you know we was we were talking earlier about about you know just the way we speak about our leaders and the way we we pronounce things and the way we say things and you know is, is it always correct and you know Judas was mm. part of the following and and he was the one saying you know when when the lady was pouring out a perfume and and he was like oh. Look at the master. He's, he's busy wasting all of this. Yeah, I, I could have done this better. You know? well, I don't know why I went to British accent. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> they were they were British Jews. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but then then I, I read something that 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 just caught my attention in two Peter three verse nine. It says the Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, oh. as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. So slowness in the way that God's busy doing something now, we are perceiving from what we think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, God, you should have wiped out COVID a long time ago. Why are you not wiping COVID out? Yeah. I shared a statistic with you just earlier on about what's going on in Zimbabwe at the moment. About, you know, pre-COVID, there was 1.2 million orphans. Only 3,600 places in orphanages. That's in Zimbabwe. That's in Zimbabwe. Currently, the stats show that there are now more than double of that uh, on our orphans. So there are over 2.4 million orphans. There's still only 3,600 places in orphanages. And if I say a place in an orphanage, it's not a hotel. It's a, it's a dump. Right. Okay. Only 12 of those 3,600 people get adopted every year. 12. And there's one social worker per 25,000 kids currently in Zimbabwe. Now, I look at that, and, and it really breaks my heart because I'm like, Lord, where are you? Why is this like us? Surely you should grab it and, and, and take hold of this and, and sort this out. But T. Peter says to us that that he's not being slow because of him being slow. Because for him, he's not bound by time. You know, he doesn't look at time. He looks at he looks at you know, for him a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So, wow. you know, we perceive him being slow and in, in, in acting, and and so, so we 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 like the. Guys, you know, like you know, smoke these guys. You know, these yeah. fools. Just take care. Uh, we now we're at the same point now where we're saying, God, just just sort this out. But He wants to give every person an opportunity to be able to call on His name. Every person the opportunity to be able to say He is Jesus Christ mm. and come to salvation because He does not want anybody to go lost. No, He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. It changes your perspective. Um, hearing those numbers, I mean, I can't even grasp 1.2, let alone double that, um, of just children without somewhere to call home, without anyone to call mum and dad, without anyone to call on, just fending for themselves. It changes your perspective, doesn't it? It changes your perspective that our, our issues, as in, okay, it doesn't, because you can, you can think right now, why did they bring up those numbers? Are you, are you, you know, but my pain or my issue is still real, and and it is. It doesn't belittle your issue. It doesn't remove the fact that it's big to you, but it does help change your perspective. Uh, and and don't we need that sometimes? Just that 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 pebble in our shoe is is annoying everything about me right now, and it's consuming my whole intent and thought. 
yet it's still just a pebble in my shoe. Um, I can deal with that later. What is, what is really, where am I going? Where are my steps leading me? Um, and where am I going? And we just need to realign our perspective and, and get our eyes back on Jesus. Well, get our eyes on Jesus. Um, obviously we're doing that. You're doing that. Um, but I feel like God's got more for us in that, in those statements and what we've made here this morning, God's got more for each of us in those. Yeah. And, and, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, um, though he fall. And I, I was thinking, God, what's he, what's this guy doing falling? Why is he stumbling when he, his steps are ordered by you and you delighting in his ways? Why is he falling? I, I feel like we, we all experience that in life. We can all make good decisions. We can all feel like we're making great decisions, but there are still stuff that happens. Stuff just happens. COVID happens or, or sickness happens that you weren't planning on and, and, and things happen. And I've seen that in my life where stuff has just, has just happened. But though you fall, you won't be cast down. There's not, a, there's not a destruction in that or a destroying in that because the Lord upholds you in his hand and, and, and that word is also not just hand, it's also his, his power and his strength and his authority uh, that God holds you and stops you from being utterly destroyed by that. Didn't he do that anyway with Jesus? Didn't, didn't he stop us from being completely destroyed? As, as rightly we should have. Uh, but he brought Jesus to me, to you, to you, to be saved and, and not be utterly destroyed by his power. So there is, there is in this time, in this moment here, we can make good decisions. Stuff may happen, but he's not going to allow us to be destroyed. So don't, don't worry about, am I making the right choice or the wrong choice? The thing is trusting in God. The thing is keeping him in your perspective. Yeah. The thing is keeping Jesus, that number one in your life, um, and, and keeping his word, an important guide in your life, uh, and, and important to chew on, important to, to go through. Um, where's the, I just had another scripture. Was, um, how should we act? In Micah 6, it says, What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Um, and the devil is so good, the enemy is so good at promoting secondary issues to primary place. Amen. And, and we're good at doing that too, aren't we? Um, because of our desires and our wills, we promote secondary issues to primary. Let's, let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's make, keep our priorities straight. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're finishing up on time. Yeah, I think it's... Um, <laughs> I think it, it, you know, we do want to give people opportunity to, yeah. you know, if you don't know the Lord, if you have found yourself in a place, which I have too, where where you backslide and you actually, you know, start losing focus of who the Creator is, mm. and and what your salvation really means. Um, if there are people out there this morning that that feel like that, um, you know, we want to pray with you guys. Yeah. We 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 want to we want to support you guys. We want to. You know, for those of you that don't know the Lord, you know, there's, there'll be a tug in your heart right now yep. that says that, that, that I should be doing this. I should be taking this step. Um, and we want to pray for you this morning. Yeah. We want to really pray that you, you find peace, that you find your salvation, and that Jesus will be the one that you encounter. Not, not because of what we said, but what the Holy Spirit is busy saying this morning. That, that, that the Holy Spirit will encounter you where you are, and that you'll actually, you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention by that is by you know 
receiving salvation doesn't mean it, it's not a it's not a quick fix. It's not a, something that you a, a, a little tablet that you take and suddenly you feel better. Um, salvation is something that you have to work on. Um, you know, I I was stupid when I when I received my salvation because I thought you know I'll, I'll be so blessed and won't be stressed and I'll be so anointed that I won't be disappointed. And guess what? You know, you do get disappointed in life, and you and, and you still go through the struggles of life. But you know, we've got somebody where we can turn to. We've yeah. got somebody that we can actually relate to and yeah. turn to. And we've got fellow wheat, yes. fellow brothers and sisters yes. that we can actually lean upon and strengthen ourselves and um, and journey this this together. Absolutely. You want to pray? Yeah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your prompting through this whole time we've been speaking. And I know that you are at work in each of our lives and and in each person who's listening to this, because you're a work in me as well so i thank you father that if people are away from you or if they haven't even met you you are calling them closer and i thank you jesus for your salvation i just want to say that all you need to do is is yeah yeah it's a step it's our first step in getting to know jesus if you haven't spoken to jesus before all you you need to do is start and just say jesus Jesus. i want to I want to give myself to you, mm. my my life, my thoughts, what I've been doing hasn't been working mm. and I need this peace that you talk about in the Bible. I, I need you to be the focus of my life and, and to see you work everything else mm. out for good for me. So God, I give you my life right now. I, I give you everything that I have. My will, my decisions is yours and, and I look to you now, God, as being the one who's going to lead me forward. Jesus, I'm going to fix my eyes on you, the author and the perfecter. You're, you're the one who, who has called me to you and you're the one who's going to sustain me. You're the one who's going to change me. You're the one who's going to change everything in me and around me f- for good because I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to yeah. put my trust in you, Jesus. Yeah, come Lord Jesus. And we put our trust in you today, God. Come we on. know that you won't let us down. We know that we're in your hand, we're in your power, we're in your authority, that you won't let us be dashed down. Whatever our decisions we make, we're going to trust you. Whether we choose A or B, we're going to do it with faith and we're going to believe that God has a purpose for us, that we are here for this time, not this time here to beat us up, but we are here for this time. We have a purpose and a plan to live in this moment, in this time. I'm not here as an accident. I'm not here just to make it through but I'm here to live a life and a life that honors God, a life that brings fruitfulness in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for what you've spoken here this morning. Thank you for our pastors. Thank you for our leaders in government. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you have a plan, Father, and you are working in their lives as well. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.